I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and this request for a bedtime story comes from one of Lydia Wright's Wright cousins. The request is for me to tell a story and answer the question, is it true you haven't thrown up in more than 60 years? Well, the answer is yes. And that's the end of our bedtime story. No, just kidding. I am sure that this cousin wants the story behind the answer, and so I'm going to tell it to you. And I hope you learn this one thing. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. When I was a baby, I loved to eat. In fact, that's one of my stable treats, or traits. I loved to eat as a baby. I loved to eat as a kid. I loved to eat as a teenager. I loved to eat as a young adult. I loved to eat as a middle-aged adult, and I still love to eat. I've always loved to eat, and I will always love to eat. When I was a baby, the only thing I could eat was my mother's milk. So when I wanted a midnight snack, I would just start crying, and Mom would come and feed me. Unfortunately for Mom, I really liked to eat. So I would cry for a midnight snack, a 2 a.m. snack, a 4 a.m. snack, and sometimes even a 6 a.m. snack. I didn't mind waking up so many times because I could nap during the day whenever I wanted. Mom used to say that I had my days and nights mixed up. Do you know why she said that? You're right. It's because I would be awake and eat at night, and then I would sleep during the day. Well, Mom got tired of me waking her up two or three or four times a night. It almost made her crazy because she didn't get enough sleep. Mom and Dad talked about this problem. Dad suggested that instead of getting up with me, Mom should just let me cry until I fell back to sleep. Mom said to Dad, Won't that wake us up and keep us up? Dad said, It won't bother me. I can sleep through anything. The very next night when I wanted a midnight snack, Mom didn't come when I cried. She just let me cry. I imagine I wondered, Hey, what's going on? Mom always comes in here. Where is she? Is she gone? Is something wrong? So I got worried and just cried louder and louder. I got very upset. After a little while, I cried so hard that I threw up explosively. I made loud throw-up sounds, and everything in my little tummy went all over the crib, and it spattered all over the room. With those sounds, even Dad woke up. And both of them ran into the bedroom to see what happened. My pajamas, my crib, and my room had white vomit everywhere. It didn't bother me. I just wanted a midnight snack, and Mom had come in. She fed me while Dad changed the sheets in the crib, and I went peacefully back to sleep, at least for two hours before I wanted another snack. This time, Mom got right up. 
From this experience and others, I learned that I could often get my way if I would throw up. As I got older, I didn't need snacks in the middle of the night, but there were other things I did want, like I wanted to play instead of taking a nap in the afternoon. When mom would make me take a nap and I didn't get to play like I wanted, I would throw a fit. And if I didn't get my way long enough, I would cry so hard that I would throw up. One Sunday morning when I was about five, mom asked me to get dressed for church. I was having a fun time playing in my pajamas and didn't want to get dressed, so I just ignored her. A few minutes later, she came into my room and saw me in my pajamas. She got just a little angry. She said, Jeff, we need to go to church in 10 minutes. Get dressed. When I just kept playing and didn't get dressed, she got really angry and yelled at me, Get dressed, Jeff! When I heard her voice so angry and so loud, I turned into a little baby and started screaming and throwing a fit. I screamed, I am not getting dressed. I am staying here in my pajamas and I am going to play. Mom yelled back, You are going to get dressed. I am going to finish getting ready for church and you'd better be dressed when I come back. Then I really turned into a baby. I started screaming just like I had screamed as a baby. And I screamed so hard that I started to gag and to throw up. When my mom heard that, she ran into my bedroom, grabbed me by the arm, and dragged me into the bathroom. Don't you dare throw up, she yelled. And then I didn't want to throw up. I tried to stop, but I couldn't. I threw up anyway. Mom was so mad. She said something like, If you ever, ever throw up again, something really bad is going to happen to you. That got me scared. And I decided I would never throw up again. But this was not the last time I threw up. A little while later, Mom was calm. Even though we were late for church, she said, Jeff, just sit down here by me for a minute. She turned toward me and looked me in the eyes. I am so sorry that I yelled at you. I shouldn't have done that. I am so sorry that I threatened you. I love you so much. I would never do anything to really hurt you. I was just angry. She gave me a big hug and said, Now let's get ready for church. And we did. We were late to church, but I felt a lot better. I decided it would be better to not throw a fit when I didn't get what I wanted. After that time, I didn't throw up for four whole years. But (laughs) then came Halloween in 1962. I was in Mrs. Meeloff's third grade class on the second floor of Bransiforti Elementary in Santa Cruz, California. Mrs. Meeloff was a little mean, and her students would call her Mrs. Meatloaf. That was mean, and I'm sorry to say that I also called her Mrs. Meatloaf on occasion. It is not right to call people names, even if they are a little mean. I am sorry I did that. On Halloween, October 31st, 1962, 
I was old enough and our neighborhood was safe enough that my parents let me go trick-or-treating by myself for almost three hours from about 5.30 until 8.30 in the evening. As you know, I love to eat, and in those days, I loved to eat candy. My mom said that I could get as much candy as I wanted, but I was not to eat more than five pieces on Halloween night. I was so excited. I could hardly stand it. I was dressed up as a pirate, and I thought I looked so cool. As 5.30 approached, I got more and more excited. And then when it was time, I literally ran out the door. I ran from door to door, getting as much candy as I could. And I got right home at 8.30, exactly on time. I made sure to obey my parents so they wouldn't worry about me. I was so grateful that they let me go so long by myself so I didn't have to wait for anybody and I could run the whole time. My dad couldn't believe how much candy I got. I had a pillowcase almost completely full of all kinds of delicious candy. Mom reminded me that I could only have five pieces of candy before bed, and then I had to brush my teeth. I laid all the candy out on the floor, sorted it out, and then counted it. I had 187 pieces of candy. We had family prayer, and then I picked out five pieces of my favorite candy and ate them. The candy tasted so good, and I wanted more. But Mom said, brush your teeth and go to bed. Even though I wanted the candy, I did not throw a fit. I did not cry. I did not throw up. I just went in and brushed my teeth. In those days, in our home at 151 Carroll Avenue in Santa Cruz, California, I had my own room. Alone in that room, I was trying to fall asleep with my candy right by the side of my bed. I was thinking of which five pieces I would eat the next day. I couldn't help thinking about how good that candy tasted. I wanted more candy so much, but I also wanted to obey my parents. Then I had a not-so-good thought. In my little mind came the words, It won't hurt to have just one more piece of candy. No one will ever know. I wonder where those words came from. Unfortunately, I listened to those tempting words, and I got a little Snickers bar and ate it. At first, it tasted so nasty because I still had the taste of toothpaste in my mouth. Does that ever happen to you? But by the end, it tasted good, and I mean so good. Really, really good. And then guess what happened? I thought, it won't hurt to have one more piece. No one will know. And so I had another piece, and then another piece, and then another piece. I finally fell asleep because I was so tired and so full of candy. But when I woke up in the morning, I ate even more. I think I had about 87 pieces of candy in one night and one morning. Guess how I felt? I felt so bad. I felt so bad physically because I had eaten so much candy. But I think I felt even worse because I had disobeyed my parents. I did not choose the right. I felt ashamed. 
I hid all the candy wrappers so my parents wouldn't know I had eaten so much. When it was time for breakfast, I wasn't hungry at all. Mom asked, What's wrong, Jeff? She wondered that because I was always hungry for breakfast. I wanted to tell her the truth, but I just couldn't do it. I was so ashamed. I pretended that nothing was wrong and said, Mom, nothing's wrong. I'm just not hungry today. I caught the bus to take me to school. When the bus turned a corner, my stomach turned a corner too, and I started to throw up. The throw up came into my mouth, and I swallowed it back, and it tasted so bad. I'll never forget that. Then when I got to school, I felt so nauseated. Do you know what nauseated means? It means that you feel like you're going to throw up. Well, I felt so nauseated. I felt like I could throw up at any moment. After saying the Pledge of Allegiance in my classroom, we got into our reading groups. I was in the top reading group, and we each had to take turns reading. When it was my turn, I got just so nauseated. I knew I was going to throw up. I raised my hand and said, Mrs. Miloff, may I be excused to go to the bathroom? She was a little mean. She responded, Jeff, don't try to get out of reading. I know you can hold it. I said, I don't think I can hold it. She said, you'll just have to wait. Now read. I opened my mouth to read and then, boom. I threw up and threw up and threw up. I threw up all 92 pieces of candy, the five pieces I was supposed to eat, and the 87 pieces I wasn't supposed to eat. I kind of just exploded. The vomit went everywhere on the floor, on the wall, on my friend sitting next to me, even on Mrs. Meatloaf. I mean, Mrs. Meatloaf. <laughs> she got so mad. She grabbed me by the arm and pulled me out of the classroom, down the hall, and into the nurse's office. She was so angry. She had fire in her eyes. It reminded me of when my mom had gotten so mad at me when I threw up when I was five. I got so sad. I wished so much I had obeyed my parents. Thank heavens the nurse wasn't mad at me. She helped me wash up. She was kind. She got me a glass of water and told me to rinse out my mouth in the sink. I was still a mess. The secretary called my mom and told her I had thrown up and that I was sick. Actually, after I threw up, I felt much better. But there was no way I would go back into my classroom that day. Mom came and picked me up. She told me how sorry she was that I was sick. I knew I needed to tell her what had happened. I needed to confess, and I needed to repent. It was so hard, but I knew I needed to tell her what had really happened. I thought she would be mad at me again, but I knew I had to do it. I opened my mouth and told her, Mom, I didn't obey you. After I went to bed last night and this morning, I ate 87 more pieces of candy. I waited for her to yell at me, but she didn't. She just laughed.
And she said, you mean you counted all the extra pieces of candy that you ate? And I said, yes, I did. And I'm so sorry that I did that. Because I did that, I threw up all over Mrs. Miloff and all over my friend and made a big mess in my classroom. Oh, Jeff, I'm so sorry you didn't obey. And because you didn't obey, bad things happened. Do you think you learned your lesson? I nodded my head. Yes, I have definitely learned my lesson. And she hugged me tight. I think you have learned your lesson too. Thank you for telling me the truth. When you do something wrong and you feel sorry and you tell me about it, I will never get mad at you. But if you lie to me, that's when I might get mad. From that time on, I almost always obeyed my parents. And whenever I didn't, bad things happened. And I almost never lied to them again. And for sure, I never ate 92 pieces of candy again. Because of how traumatic this experience was for me, and the time when I was five, my brain is wired to not throw up. And I have not thrown up again for more than 60 years since November 1st, 1962. There have been several times when I wanted very badly to throw up. I was so nauseated but I haven't been able to do it. One time when I was hiking in Peru on the Inca Trail from the Urubamba River to Machu Picchu, the food that they gave me made me so nauseated that I couldn't sleep, and I got out of my tent in the freezing weather to go to the pit toilet to throw up. But even in that stinky pit toilet, I just shivered and shivered and couldn't make myself throw up. I'll tell you that story another time. But I have never thrown up again. I hope that from this story you can learn a few things. First, remember that you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. If you don't get what you want, don't yell and scream and throw up. Just be nice and say, that makes me a little sad, but it's okay. A little secret is that you can ask for the same thing a little later, and you just might get it. The other thing is when you do something wrong, don't hide it. Own up to what you've done wrong and repent when you need to. That makes things a lot better. And finally, please obey your parents. They are very smart. And if you disobey, I'm afraid bad things will happen. And sometimes really bad things might happen. Well, I hope that Lydia writes, right, cousin, and all of you have enjoyed my bedtime story tonight. Sweet dreams, chocolate creams, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.